Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Land on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, the place where I want to take a nap right now because I'm so, so tired. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is the show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together, unfortunately, under no influence of any stimulants (laughs) whatsoever. Uh, And... uh, we pick a topic every week. Um, Noel texts me with several ideas, and yep. then I whittle them down to one. Yep. Sometimes he texts me with terrible ideas, and I force him to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> He'll get defensive and say, well, why don't you come up with something? What do you want to do? And I'll say, no, man, push yourself. <laughs> and he will. He'll push himself, and he'll come up with something better. Because that's how a leader works, people. That's an abusive relationship that's works, how, it sounds like. That's how it... No, that's you, that's you know, what I've, I'm starting we, to realize. Okay, it's just, so that's how an abusive relationship works if you're a couple. Yeah. Okay? We're not a couple. We're a couple we of are, geniuses. We are, well, oh, 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 I see where you went there. We are not in a relationship like that. We are in a boss-subordinate relationship. <laughs> and I am the boss, and you are really? my subordinate. Okay. Yeah. You haven't realized this after two and a half plus years no. now. Wow. You are slow. You're like my Bob Cratchit. You're like my Bob Cratchit. <laughs> <laughs> and the comebacks keep popping, people. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, making your ca- you're making my case for me is really what I'm saying here. Um, anyway. Yeah. So uh, I push Noel to do better, and often he does. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes, you know. There's I, a lot. I, I try to make Josh stay awake during the show. Yeah, it's going to be a hard one this time. <laughs> Oof, this is a hard one. I Grandpa did not take his nap this afternoon. Okay. And he is like one eye open, one eye closing at all, at all times. I'm going to need to get some toothpicks jammed in my, uh, yeah. in my eyelids. Get him in there. I'd say matchsticks, but then when my eyes closed, the friction would cause them to f- go off and set my house on fire. Yeah. Anyway, enough of your blather, Noel Deneen. This is a show. We pick a topic, uh, and then we take that topic to our respective corners. We jam our heads deep into the research pit. Deep. Shove our heads deep into the research pit and absorb all the available knowledge yep. on that topic. Yep. We then take all of that available knowledge yeah. and we mold it and form it and create with it. We look at it through a money filter, though. Well, we, we, we create with it, and what we create mm-hmm. are viable. <laughs> yeah. Can't even say it with a straight face. Uh, viable, yes. credible, yes, uh, money-making entities that are not just money-making; they are wealth-producing in a very immediate way. Yeah. Oh, very, very immediate. Some would say quick. 
that they are quick yeah. and that you're going to get rich yes. quickly with these ideas. You will be the recipient. Recipient. Yeah. Of yeah. premature <laughs> re- rich ejaculation. Oh <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, you will be the, the recipient. I don't think it's premature though. You don't do you think you think your ideas your your intellectual ejaculation yes. of the ideas that you come up with are premature. You don't think they are fully formed? They are they are fully yeah, formed. They are fully formed yes. and, they, and they're coming out at the right time. And yeah. what time is that? It's time to get now. you people rich. Now. Now. Right now. Right. So it's not, it's not, I mean, it's a funny little joke, but this is serious business we're talking about here. Um, so while, you know, Noel ejaculates all over you. Uh, rich ejaculates. Rich ejaculates, yeah. sorry. Come on, pigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while Noel comes money buckets on you, um, all I have to say is, is, is that we then just give you these ideas we come up with. That's right. We don't, I mean, you know, we do this little bit of a preamble. Sure. This is a good time suck. Um, but we give you these ideas. Yeah. And, and you take them, man. Yeah. You take them. Whatever resonates with you. We don't, you know, we don't judge it. Well, we kind of judge our ideas. Well, I judge Noel's ideas because mine are great, usually. Um, but, and sometimes we've had guests in here who judge our ideas, and I usually win. No. Uh, <laughs> Wow. I, like, I like that you were surprised that I said that. Like, that's what I say every single time about what happens when we have people come in. But anyway, um, um, the point being, we don't ask for anything up front. No. We are not one-trick ponies trying to sell the same thing to everybody. No. We understand that that America... The true religion of this country is individualism. Yes. That the people that make up this great country of ours uh-huh. are all individuals. Yeah. The different things resonate with different people. Some people, David Bowie might be everything that they were looking for to get rich off of. Could be. Other people, it might be poo. Poo. Some people might be vampires. Yep. Other people, it might be the apocalypse. Yep. Um, whatever it is, we, we got you covered, right? We strive to get you covered yeah. and whatever we don't cover, we'll get to eventually, eventually, whether, you know, you should give it, make us suggestions or we come up with them or Noel comes up with them and I approve them on our own. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude, the proof's in the pudding today. We're, we'll, we'll have a, uh, the point being, scheme off. the point being is we don't sit here and tell you that we have this special 10-step, one-size-fits-all to get you rich. BS. Can I, can I say that? Can I say BS? Can I call the other get-rich-quick guys BS yeah. scam artists? Sure. You know who you are. All of you. All of you. Grant Cardone. Boo. Ty Lopez. Boo, 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 Daniel boo. Alley. Boo. Yeah. But come on, be a guest. Daniel Alley. Yeah, we do want Daniel Alley on the show. Your, you know we're just friend. kidding you, Daniel. Um... All of you guys, 
Tony Robbins. Boo. Go for the big guns yeah. now. We don't shy away. We don't shy away from the truth. We are truth tellers. We are, yeah. We are not fake news. We are real news. Yeah. can see truth. Okay. <laughs> that got very, I don't know, I just felt very Nazi to me all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, Sprechensee Truth. Yeah, isn't it Sprechensee, though? Yeah, Sprechensee Truth. <laughs> so we don't say that this 10 steps, one size fits all no. thing is here for you as long as you pay us up front no, and then you can it. access it. We don't do that. We don't believe in that. Are you appealing to our two listeners in Germany right now by speaking German? Are you trying to expand Duh. our reach into the German market? I like it. I like where you're going with this. You should do your entire, <laughs> your half of the show. Yeah. Everything you say should be in German from now on. Duh. Do you still speak Gaelic? Gaelic? What is it? What's the what's Gaelic? the Irish? Is it Gaelic? No. No? You did though, right? I took Gaelic at one point. Oh, but you do, you weren't particularly fluent in it. No, I'm just the the only thing I'm really fluent in is English. <laughs> I think we money. I think we've proven that wrong. Yeah, the first one, money. You're pretty fluent in. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you your props where they're due, my friend. That's right. Anyway, none of this cookie cutter bull BS. No, for you people, our dear listeners. What we do is we give you these ideas. You connect with the ideas. Yeah. You feel the passion. You feel the burn. You take those ideas. Boom. You feel the inspiration from those ideas, boom, boom. and you make them happen. Boom, boom. You boom, boom. achieve. Boom, boom. You boom, then boom. take those boom, ideas that you've boom, achieved boom, with. You make your boom, billions, boom, trillions, boom, quadrillions, dare boom, I say, boom, dollars boom, off of them. Boom, and while you're sitting boom, back on your boom, yacht, in your chaise lounge, on your lazy boy, on your big boat, and you are reminiscing about just a couple years ago when you were poor. Yeah. And you just happened to flip through podcasts looking for your get rich quick scheme and said, I'm going to type in get rich and what popped up? Get rich quick with Josh and Noel. And you were like, oh boy, a couple of hot Jews from New York. They know about money, mm -hmm. and you heard that thing that set you alight. Yeah, that put you out there. I'm not Jewish, though. Shh, shh. You're, <laughs> you're from New York. You might as well be. I'm not from New York. <laughs> you live in New York. Okay, you might as, you've All been right. living in New York for a long time. Long enough to be Jewish. Yeah, and Toronto. Toronto's pretty Jewy. Yeah, there's Jewish. Or is it Montreal? Montreal's the Jewy. Montreal's more. Yeah, they have the they have the bagels and the smoked meat. Yeah. <clears throat> so not, all right, you're not really. You're, you know, but you, you, you have the nice calendar. Oh, Julahan. <laughs> no, no, Julahan. <laughs> so you take those ideas, you make your billions, you reminisce, you kick back, and you go, man, remember where it all started? Yeah. Just listening to that podcast. GRQ. You made it Josh all happen. Noel. Without having listened to it, you would still be sitting on your uh, little wire beach chair. Yeah. In front of your house, by your kerosene tank, yeah, putting a potato on your on your TV's antenna to try and get reception. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, you ever did that when you were a kid? Never heard of that. Hey, you put a potato on there if, if it really isn't working well. Really? Yeah, and that works. Yep. I guess it's like like cooking a hot dog through two forks and a potato, right? <laughs> Just <laughs> like that. We did we did something about the conductivity, electrical yeah. conductivity of potatoes. Yeah, we you did. were gonna. You had the idea of using that for uh, a generator or something yes. like that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> everything's a, everything's a, uh, a callback, guys. You guys, go through the back catalog yeah, and keep real. up. Anyway, 
All we ask. No, we don't even ask. No. All we expect, all that you will do. But, and we shouldn't even have to ask because you're going to be like, God damn, those guys were so great to yeah. me. And they if you don't know me, who cares? Someone else will. Right. Everyone else will. Everyone's going to take our ideas and leave you in the dust like a jerk. And you're going to give us 10%. 10% of everything you make. Your millions, your billions, your trillions. Your quadrillions. You tithe us, you give us 10%. Yep. It's a tithe. It's a respect. It's a sign of respect. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. I used to compare us to a religion. Uh We're more like the Cosa Nostra. Sure. You give us some respect. You show us the respect that we deserve, and that's all we ask. That's all we ask. And we ask for it in remuneration of 10% of your entire wealth. You know, what's going to happen is when you go to those when those billionaire meetings that happen a couple yeah. times a year, every year, and you are invited because now you're a billionaire. Yeah. Bohemian Grove. <laughs> yep, and you're going to go there. You're going to be talking to people, and they're like, man, you got who? where did you come from? You came out of nowhere, and you're going to be like, Get rich quick with Josh and Nolan. Yep. They'll be like, oh my God, me too. Yeah. Davos, Switzerland. Yeah. And they're going to be like, who are you? You are very rich. How did you get so rich? And you're going to say, it's a podcast, radio show. Get rich quick with Josh and Noel. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, we know it well. Yes. We are all rich because of this. You're going to realize that this fraternity, yeah. this band of brothers, of richos, of of brothers, okay, and sisters, and sisters, uh, all an entire generation of billionaires, the next generation of billionaires, are all going to be due to us, yeah, and our ideas. We should make tuxedos with our logo on them. We should make everything with our logo on. That's them. a good point. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just period. Yeah, we should certainly make hoodies. Oh, yeah. Black hoodies, and when you zip down, you zip right through Abe's face and his clown nose. Yeah. Um, what else can we make? Playing cards. Um, calendars. Okay. Every day, you just rip off, and it's just our logo. Okay. Or one of our ideas. Do we have enough uh, shows yet to do a full calendar uh, of sh- ideas? Do we not have, not we don't yet, have but we're getting there. No, but we're getting there. Yeah, I will say by the time we have 365 uh, shows uh-huh. and we haven't received a dime from anyone yet, we may need to consider uh, a new line of work. At this rate, by the time we have 365 days of shows, we'll have about a full season worth of openings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So... Getting to the point of all of this, how you doing, Noel? I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah? What's yeah. going on? Uh, nothing. I was thinking about something. Oh, yeah? Uh, Were you? What? So there was a summer uh, after I finished school, mm-hmm. and I worked at a resort. College school? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I worked at a resort in central Ontario. I bartended there. Not Calgary. Uh, no. It was uh, on Stony Lake, Ontario, uh, at this resort called Viamede, and the male staff housing, it was great. The mm-hmm. male staff housing with this giant dilapidated house in the woods. Uh, it was all you could eat out of like a four-star kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend at the time worked at the resort too, and uh, she had a cottage mm-hmm. on an island on the lake. Just herself? Well, no, her family. Okay. Oh, I see. And um, they, you got to use all the amenities of the resort, uh-huh. including uh, they had right not far behind 
the dilapidated males staff housing mm-hmm. house was a bunch of stables. Mm-hmm. And we used to go down there at night uh, and with a flashlight. This is a story I'm going to want to hear. Yeah. Okay. And there was this one rock. Mm-hmm. And we'd get up on the rock and we'd take turns doing shows for the horses. <laughs> and the horses would all come and watch and they would just slowly and slowly gather in front of this rock and as long as you didn't do any crazy sudden right. movements they just come in and watch your show so you could do like a little dance uh-huh. or you could sing a song or you could do some kind of like stand up type thing uh-huh. and the horses would come did you do improv uh, that was actually before I actually what did, you did do? improv what was but your show that we, you did we would do like little kind of stand up <clears throat> things but we would uh-huh. do Horse stand up, uh-huh. uh, so it would be all in whinnies and nays. Uh, n- not so much, but it was all designed for horses. Uh, okay, right. Do you have an example of a joke that you would tell? <sighs> I it would be like, uh, uh, it uh, they'd all end in like hay <laughs> 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 and things like that. They were all very horse oriented. Uh-huh. I right? get it. I get it. Yeah. Were they a good audience? Did they did they like Winnie in approval or anything? They like did. That? They, uh, well, wh- this is one thing that you could do too. Right. When you get them all in and they'd all come, you could <laughs> uh, start getting more excited, and the ho- the horses are very in tune with your uh, vibe you're putting off, mm-hmm. right? And so you could get them to start getting agitated, and so they'd all come in, and then you could like. Get the get the act going a little more hectic, and they'd start <laughs> and stuff. And it was, it was great. You could really like you could really ma- manipulate these horses. You really learned how to work a room there. You did you really. <laughs> you did. That's a fantastic story. You could make like a weird sequel to the Horse Whisperer called the Horse Comedian. Yeah, and it would be like I don't know, uh, uh, a com- like Robert De Niro could play. Yeah, the Horse Comedian. And he's a down-on-his-luck comedian who suddenly makes a living breaking Broncos mm-hmm. by telling them jokes. Yeah. The power of laughter. It transcends. Yeah. Uh, that's a great... You could have been a cowboy or something like that. I could have been. Oh, how bizarre. That's crazy that I said that. Uh-huh. You know why? Why? Because our topic today, Noel, is... Our topic today is cowboys. How to get rich with them. How to lasso that money... And take it on home. That's right. <laughs> Get along. Little doggy. Doggies. Yeah. Uh, so, Noel. Yeah. Since I have very little today, why don't you tell <laughs> I us? I couldn't tell by your opening. <laughs> <laughs> well, my opening was fine. You kept mm-hmm. interrupting it. Yeah, it would have yeah. ended five if, minutes earlier. It, it would have ended in only 20 minutes <laughs> if I hadn't spoken <laughs> three times. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, guys, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to get rich with cowboys. Well, first, let's look at one thing in the world, innovation. All sorts of sectors of the economy are doing it lately, right? Mm-hmm. One example, movies, Yeah. right? So when I was a kid, you used to have to go to the movies or catch them on TV if you could get that potato balanced mm-hmm. on the antenna. Uh, that's insane. And that's the only way you got to see a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they happened to air on TV or you went to the went to the movies. You clearly had a very sad childhood. Well, no. 
1972, Charles Dolan, uh, who created the first cable TV <clears throat> company mm-hmm. in uh, New York, downtown. Dolan's, Dolan's Comcast. What's their? What's their? It, no, it was called like Green TV or oh, something before, like that. Before he became Comcast. It, it eventually, yeah. Right. So he created the first cable TV company in Lower Manhattan, uh, and uh, it wasn't doing too hot. So he decided he was going to launch HBO Home Box Office to make it more profitable. So he created HBO? He created HBO to get people to want his cable. Right. I didn't realize he created HBO. Yeah. So uh, then after that... Uh, VCRs became more common. Yep. Rental stores flourished. Uh, in 1985, Blockbuster Video was founded, which had a bigger selection than your typical family corner video store. Yeah. Uh, in 1990, but weirdly limited as well. Yeah. They kept a lot of the art films out. Yeah. But I was a kid. I just wanted uh, Schwarzenegger movies, stuff okay. like that. Uh, bad horror movies. Uh, 1997. Do you Net- remember how disappointing it was to go to Blockbuster and like the your three top choices would all be out? Yep. Okay. Uh, 1997, Netflix was founded, uh, and they gave a DVD subscription service. They upended the industry and they made did. it subscription. Were they the reason? Block? Would you say they were the main reason Blockbuster shut down? Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, I don't know. I think Blockbuster. Well, I don't know. There was a little overlap, I guess. Uh. Then, a uh, little side note, Blockbuster actually tried to buy Netflix in 2000, so I guess there was an overlap, uh, but was turned down. Smart play. Yep. Uh, Netflix took a look, saw the growing popularity of YouTube, and in 2007 launched their streaming service. Mm-hmm. They offered a $1 million reward to make the best <laughs> algorithm for recommending content to people. Really? I did not know this. Yep. Uh, now... Streaming of contents all over the place. Amazon, Hulu, Apple, Google, Netflix, HBO, etc., etc., etc. Right? Yeah. That is how much progress just in our lifetime has happened with the movie, yep. distribution, industry, the whole business model. Mm-hmm. It's been upended. Okay. Similar changes have gone on with the music industry. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, now there's Spotify. There's all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, news, right? I can get the New York Times on my phone, on my computer, on my everything. If I had a watch, I could get it on my watch. Yeah. Books, mm-hmm. right? Amazon now you can get you can subscribe to books, and get books unlimited to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, shopping, right? Now, you know the public library has tons of books for free online. I know that. Uh, I do know that, actually. Um, the shopping, you you can uh, now order stuff, free delivery from Amazon everywhere, right? It's upending the industries. Uh, you got all your uh, home cooking things. Blue Apron. Mm-hmm. Sponsors Blue Apron. Um, all this stuff. Personal electronics. It's all, all these industries have transformed, been disrupted, upended, but not for cowboys. Cowboys haven't, right? They're stuck in the past. We're going to change that. We're going to take lessons learned from other industries and apply them to cowboys, right? So let's start with one of the most iconic 
Cowboy Products beans. You're right? You, you can't think of cowboys without thinking of them eating beans around a fire, uh-huh, right? Right. Uh, that's why everyone loved Blazing Saddle scene so much, because mm-hmm. it just rang true. It did ring true. Yeah, and uh, according to True West Magazine, beans mm-hmm. were a staple of the frontier. Dried beans had a long shelf life. They were high in protein. They stick to your ribs. They would take the beans, soak them in a pot all day to reconstitute them while they were out herding cattle. Yeah. Come back at night, mix them up with some meat, molasses, spices, and eat themselves some beans around the campfire. And most people now, uh, they get their beans out of a can, mm-hmm. and they're made in a factory. But that's where the innovation in the bean business has ended. No more. No more. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is what you're going to do, uh, dear listener. You are going to start up Beanify subscription bean service. Uh, you're going to have people sign up for different tiers, which will dictate how much beans are delivered to them. You're going to have different flavors. You're going to have an app that they rate them on uh, to let Beanify predict what they will like most in the future, right? And I know mm-hmm. what you're all thinking. What, what about the farts, about? right? So this is what. Uh, mm-hmm. Researchers at Monash University in Australia have created a capsule that you swallow that monitors gas levels in the gut and transmits the data to a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So you don't like to fart? The app will tell you when you need to add more Beano. You want to oh, turn up the thunder and go a full-on blazing saddles? <laughs> you Turn up the thunder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and go full-on blazing uh-huh. saddles. Uh, the app will rate your gas and let you compete against others worldwide or within your friends. Uh, so you're gamified even the whole bean-eating subscription experience. I think that even if the bean part of this doesn't take off, uh-huh. the app... Where you fart and you play against your friends uh-huh. is like fucking golden. Beanify, dude. That that and subscription also, bean service. I mean, we've transformed the industry. <clears throat> that you, is you amazing. You give packets of Beano with it, and they they are allowed to do how they want. You know, I remember when we were in Sundance, mm-hmm. one of the uh, directors of the movie made his world famous chili. Yep, and he was very upset. Because he couldn't find all the beans he needed for his world-famous chili. Now, I know you listeners in Texas will say, well, it's not really a chili because beans don't go in a chili. Mm -hmm. Fine, I say. The point being, if he had Beanify, he could have a chili sent to him or the beans sent to him wherever he needed to be. Yeah, within a couple hours. Yeah, that's... No, I really like it. That's a really, really, really good idea. Transform. The, the best part of it is that app. Oh, yeah. No, the, I, the, I like the, the app. <laughs> I mean, the, and the absolute, well, I like the idea of, like, you know, it monitors your gas, and then you know when to take the Beano so you never fart if you don't want to. If you don't want to. Yeah, the idea It lets that, you tailor the experience. Yeah, the idea that you could fart against your friends and have, like, make farting into a contest. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a great idea. It'd be like, it covers so many age groups, this thing. Covers my age group. Yeah. From whatever age I've ever been. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would love it yeah. at any age. Bravo. Slow clap for that one. Thanks. Slow what you got? Slow clap for that one. Um, so on the, on the topic of food. Yeah. I was, uh, 
looking and it, it was striking to me that, you know, the most important uh, uh, member in many cases of a group of cowboys doing a, uh, a run, or whatever they call it, when they would bring the cows okay. to, to be sold to cattle. Yeah, cattle run. Was the cook. Cattle was drive. Cookie. Was Cookie. Um, also known as uh, belly cheaters, bean masters. The cooks were considered by the cowboys the most important people on them because without the cooks and the chuck wagon, these guys don't eat. Yeah. Right? So I was looking at that, and I was looking at, you know, looking at stuff like, you know, when you go to, like, the big Calgary Stampede, which we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. they have chuck wagon races. Sure. Uh, there are, are food contests. There are, there are chuck wagon eating contests. There are lots of things having to do with chuck wagons and people going for dude ranch experiences and eating huge meals prepared by the chuck wagons. Yep. I thought that was kind of interesting, but that's all been done. So I was sort of thinking to myself, what about the food truck revolution that's been going on in America? Mm-hmm. I sort of was doing some research, and, and, you know, starting in about 2008, when Roy Choi came out with Kogi Barbecue in L.A., where uh. he did that his little, little Korean fusion tacos uh, and took over the interwebs, with his tweets and his instas and people were showing up in the middle of nowhere LA to line up to eat these tacos, there's been an explosion of food trucks around this country. Yeah. There are areas of every city, for the most part, I think at this point, that you can walk through and there are like 12, 15 food trucks just lined up serving the general population. And uh, it's pretty impressive. I mean... It, there are apps about it. Uh, a movie was made about it. That's how huge it is in the psyche of this country. Uh-huh. But then I thought, what's the environmental toll okay. of all of these food trucks? And surprisingly, there is a pretty drastic one. So <clears throat> food trucks compared to brick-and-mortar restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, restaurants rely on natural gas while food trucks rely on propane Mm -hmm. when burned propane emits more carbon dioxide than natural gas does and more importantly the generators that they use on these trucks that are running constantly yeah um for refrigeration purposes Uh for uh the purposes of the fryers for the lights for the exhaust hoods for any microwaves that they're using air conditioning that's running constantly that stuff pumps out so much carbon monoxide and hydrocarbons and particulate matter that um, than most power plants do in terms of the ratio per kilowatt hour. That's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. When you take into account, like, I mean, I can walk down the street one block by me and there's eight food trucks just on that one block. You go uptown just a little bit, there's another six. You go, I mean, there's probably hundreds of food trucks roaming around New York City. Yeah. I would imagine similarly that many, if not more, in L.A. You know, And this stuff adds to greenhouse emissions, 
which causes, I know we're getting a little controversial here. Okay. It causes climate change. Sure. Won't call it global warming. We'll call it climate change. And that's a problem. And it should be a problem for everyone that looks at it. Yeah. So this was my idea. Okay. Get rid of all the food trucks. Call them food chucks. Okay. You got chuck wagons. Yeah. Drawn by horses. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Chuck wagons here. Chuck wagons on. Everything's cooked over open fires. Right? I mean, whatever. They can throw a big, you know, those big, like, half... uh, 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 oil kettle things, uh-huh. so the fire is not like just they're not digging holes in the uh, in the in the in the floor of the uh, or in the street to f- to start their fires and ruin the streets. But they have these big open kettles that they're burning natural woods in, that they're cooking their food in ash, uh-huh. in cast iron, and whatever you want. I mean, these guys can cook it. It's just you know all we're talking about here is getting rid. Uh-huh. Of the emissions. And other than some poop and some burning wood, you've gotten rid of all of the emissions. Yep. You can even a- use maybe those low emission uh, stoves that they try to give to people in Africa that, that, do, that burn wood and things because it cuts the emissions down. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But that's fine. Whatever you want to do. The important thing is that it's a chuck wagon. Okay. Because that's cowboy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's cowboy stuff. All you got to do, though, is you have to dissociate uh, in people's minds chuck wagon with the dog food. I think people would dissociate. I mean, you don't younger have to call people. it the... Younger you people don't have wouldn't to even call, know that reference. Yeah, you, that's true. I don't even know if they make that... Chuck wagon. Yeah, yeah I remember it. And yeah. The dog would chase the yeah. little the little, the little little uh, covered uh, uh, wagon yeah. through, the, through the house till he got to his food. Um, look, and, and you know, it doesn't, again, the chuck wagon is just, and so this is where you're going to make your money. You're not going to make your money as the guy making the food on the chuck wagon. Okay. No fucking way. That's going to take you forever. You're going to be the guy making the money, building these tricked out chuck wagons oh. for all these food truck guys food to chucks. use. Food chuck. You're also going to be the guys opening the stables to take care of their horses uh-huh. that they're going to need to pull their food chucks. Um, you know, you may even be the guy selling them the horses or renting them the horses, possibly even better. Yeah. Um, however you want to work it, you'll be doing the custom art on the chuck wagons uh, because they're going to be doing their food. It doesn't have to be like cowboy food. It doesn't have to be chicken fried steak. doesn't have to be biscuits, whatever you think cowboy food is. Beans, Beans obviously. Um but it is all going to be done on chuck wagons and off of chuck wagons. Okay. And you, yeah. dear listeners, are going to be the ones getting rich from that. Sure. The future is chuck wagons, guys. Mm-hmm. Get in there. That's right. Uh, you know, every week we give you these fantastic ideas. And we do it out of the goodness of our hearts. Pretty much. Pretty much. A little bit of back-end greed. Yeah. But We also want to usually take a couple minutes and explore our dreams, mm. our fantasies. How do we do that, Noel? Of selling our souls to corporate America. Mm. And America. that's why every week, and especially this week, we need to do this before Josh falls asleep. I'm, I'm so tired. We like to explore these in what we 
refer to, what we love to refer to, we, as our we, newest segment, we. Josh and Noel Sellout. Uh huh. You know the typical ways. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page, hit the sponsor button, uh huh, and pledge an amount. Half that money will go to Josh and I. Uh huh. Keep us rich. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Keep them in patchouli. <laughs> if you hate us. Uh-huh. Which, I, at this point, I think most of you probably do. <laughs> Today. Uh, <laughs> then you can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.org webpage. Hit the pledge button. Uh-huh. Pledge a one-time or reoccurring amount of money. You get a tax break. Yeah. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money comes to Josh Knight. Ready for Brooklyn? I nope. have so much patchouli. You won't want to be on the same subway oh, car. You won't want to be on the same block. No, uh, the whole block. This must be where Radio Free Brooklyn is because yeah. it's stank yeah. of patchouli up yeah. in here. And 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 you can leave write a note. Uh-huh. Say get these guys off the air. They will. They're chomping at the yeah. bit. There's, get these drakkar noir wearing motherfuckers yeah. off the air. You know, we had a a, a meeting the other day. We and did? a community meeting that you, uh, you paid a lot of attention to, I guess. I didn't get the and, email. Uh, it was being discussed, like, since it's a it's a 501c3 mm-hmm. organization, should uh, everyone start having to say and playing disclaimers saying that their ideas do not reflect their ideas of Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> and I was like, nobody is dis- <laughs> taking our ideas for Radio Free Brooklyn's ideas Bunch of hippies versus uh-huh. us in our top hats and spats. Hippies and punks. Yeah. Anarchists. Yeah. Yeah. Not us. We're disruptionists. We're something. Yeah. We're buff buffetites. Yeah. I, it's funny. I, it just struck me mm-hmm. that our show must be pretty stale if we're still calling this our newest <laughs> segment. <laughs> Ah, I love saying that. <laughs> I may keep saying that even if we start getting new segments. Uh, so, you guys, we want to thank you for allowing us to explore our corporate sellout fantasies like that. Uh, and as thanks to you, we're not just going to go back to the show and let you get more rich. Why would we do that? No, we are going to throw in bonus rich for you. Bonus Every week rich. we've got a topic, and you can get so rich off that topic we also hide another mini Easter egg of riches. Can we call it a show. starter? Like a starter rich for if, you to sort of like... If if that's what this one is, we can call it a starter. Get your rich legs underneath you a little get bit. Get your rich on, yo. Yeah. Get your rich on. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. We're going to be making some magic money, baby. Can I get a hello there? I've got one for you. Uh Uh-oh. What's the difference between the rich and the poor? Poor people do all the work the hard work. Rich people, wealthy people, they make the poor people bring the money to them. Wealthy people don't work, they supervise. But that's terrible, Ralph. Of course it is, but deal with it. 
There you go. Deal with it, yo. Deal with it. Noel deals with it with me. <laughs> I supervise. He does all uh, the work. Sticking sharp in my knife. That's sharpen away, sharpen my friend. Sharpen my knife. Sharpen away. All right, guys. Cowboys, how are we going to get rich with them? No, we'll take your time with this one, but let us know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, uh, having grown up in Canada, it's something that's discussed here, but in Canada, it was a real thing. When talking about the culture of violence in America and the gun love that happens here, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the credit goes to the fact that the the history of America that is embraced by so many people and young people is that of the Old West. The cowboy culture. Cowboy culture. Which was a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. 20 years, I think, is what they say. Yeah, so, uh, and, and, and in Canada, everyone seems to think that this is the reason why people will never think about giving up guns. Well, people love the idea of being a, a lone wolf and shooting anyone that crosses you and mm-hmm. yada, 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 you know? Uh, and, and, and they think it's a sad thing. But what are you going to do? You can't change your history, right? True. Even if it's only 20 years of your history. And I, I read uh, as much as I could about this history. And it turns out maybe you don't need to change the history. Right? So, uh, I read about the real lives of cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and one after the other, they knock down what you think about cowboys. Okay. Right? So, uh, cowboys and Indians, right? Always fighting each other. No. Uh, only around 400 Indians... Uh, oh, no... Were ever were ever killed by uh, settlers and cowboys. The most the of people them were going were, west. Right, most of them were killed by soldiers. Right. Uh, I thought you wanted me to take my time. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, only a few hundred settlers were ever killed by Indians. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Only a few hundred. Uh, in contrast, there were ten to thirty thousand pioneer deaths on the Oregon Trail. Right. So this is like a couple percent of that. Mm-hmm. But now wasn't one of the dangers on the Oregon Trail, the Native American, the different tr- going through the different tribal lands? No, as I'm saying. Okay. You know, th- these people traded with each other. Oh, interesting. It's not good business to kill your uh, trading partner. No, I get it, but okay. Uh, the U.S. military, by contrast, uh-huh. as you uh, alluded to, to the point of saying. Uh, no, I actually said. Killed millions of Indians. Was it millions? Millions. Really? Is what I saw, yeah. Uh, another. So it was a true genocide then. Yeah, yeah, it was. Go, go to Canada and see a difference. In the way you guys treat your native native. No, I'm not, I'm not saying Canada did good by right. uh, the native population, but they didn't Decimate do the them. Efi- the efficient job. They did it in a lot of ways, right? But not not with the efficiency they did here, right? And well, the thoroughness. They didn't, they didn't go out specifically to murder them. They just went out to marginalize. They them. did at points. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, but then I think they stopped once they were driven away far enough, and Canada's okay. just bigger. Maybe I don't know, but mm-hmm. there's a lot more uh, indigenous people in, in Canada. Um, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, uh, gunfights, right? What do you do? You go out 25 feet away from each other. One draws and the other has the right to shoot after the guy draws, right? Uh, in reality, these gunfights were horror shows. Uh, onlookers were often hit by, by stray bullets. Uh, mm-hmm. They took several minutes after the fight ended for the smoke to clear enough to see if anyone won. Oh, God. Uh, often the fights just went until both fighters ran out of ammo without anyone being shot. Mm-hmm. Uh Circling the wagons. <clears throat> hmm Done to, you know, engines are coming. we got to circle right. the wagons as a defensive move to fight them from in there, right? Nope. Circling the wagons was actually done to keep cattle from wandering off. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, you think about the all the cowboys you think of and, and the whole joke of Blazing Saddles is that there was, what, one black cowboy? Oh, there were a lot more black cowboys. A quarter mm-hmm. of all cowboys were black. Uh, there were also Chinese cowboys, lots of Hispanic cowboys. Well, the, it was a multicultural. I had heard that what I had read when I went through the history was that the actual, the cowboy as we know it, uh-huh. uh, came from the vaqueros yes. down in Mexico. And yeah. so that moved up as the, the idea of collecting all this cattle in Texas mm-hmm. that was basically wandering wild. Yeah. And what would be $4 a head in Texas was $40 a head just up north in Kansas City. Yep. And so that's how that whole thing sort of became a A thing. A thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Guns, right? Cowboys love their guns. Mm -hmm. Old West loving the guns. Uh, Well, you know, the truth being told is that there was a lot of action taken to tame the West. Dodge City and mm-hmm. Tombstone, two gunslinging towns, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they both had anti-firearm rules. As a matter of fact, the famous gunfight at the OK Corral, do you know what, what that was caused by? What? It was caused by a gang wouldn't give up their guns when they came to Tombstone. That's what that was about. They, mm-hmm. were, they weren't shooting them because they were bad guys. They were shooting them because they wouldn't put their guns down. And and be in the gun-free haven. That didn't turn out too well for the law. Of Tombstone. Why? Didn't I don't the, know what happened in the gunfight of O.K. Corral. In the gunfight of the O.K. Corral, the, 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 all those brothers who were the lawmen there all got killed. Oh. The quote-unquote good guys did not win okay. the gunfight at But O.K. that's what Corral. caused it. Yeah. Because everyone else there... Didn't have a gun. That's probably why they, they got uh, mowed down. Well, they had guns. Yeah, but not they too were many. the law. Uh, <laughs> not too many. Six shooters. Yeah. Uh, they're wa- wildly inaccurate. Yeah, and cumbersome. Had a range of only about 50 feet. Mm hmm. And they hurt the shooter to shoot. So, as we can see, a lot of what we've been told about the old west and, and 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 a lot of the things that are being held up as the reasons mm-hmm. that we can never put down our guns that we should go out there and stand our ground and all these other mm-hmm. 
That's right. Machismo. Yeah. Uh, Everyone should be armed. Yeah. Teachers should be armed. Yeah. Because they'll be able to shoot the shit out of the bad guys without killing anyone else in yeah. their path. They're all based on lies. Pretty much. The, the Old West was a pretty peaceful, multicultural mm-hmm. place. There you go. Where they didn't like lots of guns. No. Where they got along and did business. Mm-hmm. With the Native Americans, where they where they mixed culturally amongst themselves, libertarian dream. It was it was a libertarian yeah. dream. They were well, left alone, except that they themselves. weren't allowed to have guns in the towns. Well, that was up to each individual town. Yeah, but the ones that that are, that they're, Tombstone and Dodge City. Yeah, but my point is, this wasn't like uh, 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 just in terms of the libertarian dream. It wasn't a uh, uh, decreed by the great government. It was agreed upon oh, okay. by sure. all the people who live there. Okay, yeah, I'll That's buy all. that then. Yeah. Um, so, how do you make money off the Old West? How, how do you make the world a better place? Well, by, by promoting the real Old West. Mm-hmm. By making movies of the real Old West. Tales of the Old West. Mm-hmm. The government will pay you. I guess my only thing about that is mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about how many people are going to go see a movie about a town that doesn't let people have guns. <laughs> the town with no guns. Mm-hmm. And everyone just, it's just people walking through the town saying hello to everybody. No, that's not, that's not what you have to do. Right? It, it, what do you do? I mean, it's got to be a central issue, right? Yeah. If you're going to teach Call people. Call it like the, the tale of Wild Earp. Okay. And But it's what his life is really like. Is that like Wild Bill and Wyatt Earp's son? Yeah. Wild Earp? <laughs> Whatever their name is, uh-huh. you know? Uh, or even make up a fake cowboy. Uh-huh. But you have it about what his life really is. Uh-huh. So you show him going off and trading, doing <laughs> business with the... Natives. Uh-huh. And then just going home and going to sleep peacefully with his wife. Going to home, hanging out with people of different cultures. Uh-huh. And getting along. Yeah, no, that's great. Getting to town. Uh-huh. Putting his gun in a lockbox. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So I guess where out on the, the out on the trail at uh-huh. night. Uh-huh. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Nothing, because it's perfectly safe. <laughs> well, no, but we're going to have to, you know, circle the wagons to oh, keep, right. these, yeah. keep these cows from keep running these away. these cows from running away. Yeah. Ooh. Man, I mean, I will say a particular- You can have some action there. A cow may uh, almost step on you while you're sleeping. <laughs> or it may, like, break free. I wouldn't want to sleep on the ground next to a cow that's walking around. It may, well, you know, cows sleep at night, too. I guess you could sleep in the chuck wagon. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> or any of the wagons that you've circled. I think there's a lot of money in this idea. I it's not. Um, I, I got to admit, I, it's not a hundred percent fleshed out. Right. But I ran out of time. Uh huh. Because I had an audition after work. Oh, you did. Yeah. Congratulations. And uh, it's as fleshed out as I got. No, that's fine. I I mean. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like making movies about it, there has to be, you know, you can't make a movie without some kind of inherent drama or comedy involved, you know? So it's like, <clears throat> if there's no conflict, 
whatever it may be. Well, okay, how, how about this? Uh huh. You know what? We're too late to be saved. That's if, true. If, if our cowboy loving minds have already been warped into gun worship, mm-hmm. we're not going to be saved. But we could start having little kid shows. Yeah, uh, there you go. Where it's friendly cowboys there you getting go. along with, with the, all uh, races, bingo. all people. That's it. Not getting into fights. That's it. It's all about brainwashing the kids. Yeah, start them young, guys. Right. You got to get them young. If you're going to uh, change them so the government can control them better, you got to start them young. You know, that I don't know if that's what the government controlling better. The real issue is Uh how do you get to the homeschool kids? We uh, we make because a lot of times it's the homeschool kids you got to worry about. Yeah, we make uh, we we make uh, uh, cowboy Bible stories. Oh, there you go. I like it. I like it. I think you got it. No guns allowed. Jesus was a cowpoke. Jesus was kind of, yeah. right? He led a herd. But he could walk on beans. He ran a cow. <laughs> 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 uh, he turned, uh, I don't know, what he turned something into. What did he turn into fishes and loaves? He just he made, he just more, made fishes more fishes and loaves, and loaves. out of fishes and yeah, loaves. Yeah, he just made more beans Wait a and minute. biscuits. He just made fish and loaves out of fishes and loaves? No, yeah. but he made them. It's, it's like the uh, Hanukkah candle. It was an, a never-ending basket of fishes and loaves. Right. It's sad that the Jews just got like an extra f- bunch of days out of yeah. oil. And then they said, teach a man to fish, and he'll eat fish for a lifetime. Give a man a fish, he eats fish for a day. Not if you got that basket, yo. That's true. Then you eat fish for a lifetime. That's right. So teach a man to cook beans. Yeah. Eat and beans he eats for, a, for lifetime. a day. Give a man a subscription to beans, and he <laughs> eats beans forever. It comes automatically out of his bank account. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. If you want to nail Josh, uh, you can get him at Twitter. <laughs> At uh, GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email Noel at uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can go on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. If you only listen to this show in podcast form, we implore you, please. Tune in, Radio Free Brooklyn, Saturday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Get the schemes five days for everyone else. Get there a bit early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Hang out a little late. Listen to It's All Nice and Nice. And after that, Hell Wave. Yeah, either way, whether you whichever mode you prefer to listen to us on, you should check out Radio Free Brooklyn and all the other good programming that goes on there. There's a lot going on. A lot right of now. good independent programming, good bands that you may never hear of otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And also good talk, good interview shows. It's a very eclectic, interesting group of hosts and DJs we have on the show on yeah. the radio station. Juno you Juno know, you know of RFB two? No. RFB2 is, they've got a second stream now. Oh, my god! And all it is is, uh, so there's a show, a daily, weekday daily show called uh, Brooklyn Bandstand. Mm-hmm. And it's just Brooklyn bands, <clears throat> music that gets sent to the station from Brooklyn bands. Mm-hmm. And then they take all that music 
and they now have a 24-7 streaming just Brooklyn music. Really? Yeah. Um, and it's got some station IDs in there. And mm-hmm. it's meant to be played at like restaurants oh, and stores and things like that. Uh, there needs to, th- th- in the future, they're going to try to have it a little more curated so it's not just completely random what co- comes after another thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they have a whole station 24-7 of Brooklyn music. There you go, guys. Lots of fun, interesting stuff happening. That's right. On Radio Free Brooklyn right now. That's right. Uh, Coming from their new digs. You guys, you got a lot of money in your your pockets right now Mm -hmm. from all of our schemes. What are you going to do with that money? I'll tell you. Yeah, Josh will tell you. So brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Please take it away. So now we came to show you the most expensive popcorn in the world. So first of all, we use the most expensive salt in the world. This is flown in special from a small island in Denmark called Leso. And this salt right here is $10 a pound. So the next part that makes it the most expensive is we got real edible 23 karat gold flake. Okay, okay, so I know about this. Mm -hmm. So this, depending on the spot price of gold, $125 125 to $150 a gram. Whoa. Unless you know, you bring my gold bar, I'm gonna lick it. So, chains. Single kernel. Salt, gold, $5. Man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> People come in and pay $5 for this one kernel. Yep. Can you believe that somebody bought a kernel of popcorn? with gold and expensive salt for $5. There you go. I did the math on that. Uh-huh. Um, I was looking. A cup of unpopped kernels, because I, I went on, I found, I did a search and found some kid who uh, had to count it for a thing. A cup of unpopped kernels, which is a shit ton of popcorn, about 2,500 kernels in a cup. Yeah. An average, like, bucket size thing of tub of popcorn is going to be, about a quarter of a cup of kernels. So that is like 714, roughly 650 kernels. Ah. So 650 times five, and that's what, how many dollars, uh, that's like 3,500 plus dollars for a tub of popcorn at your local uh, at your local uh, movie theater. That's absurd. You know, all this stuff has gold on it. Who really wants to eat gold? Yeah, it doesn't, it's, you know, it's edible. I mean the the I, stuff that no that, I get but... I'm just saying like you know but yeah it's this is what I've learned if I've learned anything during the, doing this show uh-huh. if you want to charge an obscene amount of money for something gild it or uh, cover it in fucking jewels yeah. encrust it in jewels you and got you it. just charge them and someone will buy it anyway so no we don't have time somehow to do these things so we're getting rich so once again for josh and noel don't spend all that knowledge in one place